Hey, I'm C. And I'm Christine. Welcome back. Let's get shifty. You may have noticed that this is a week late. Why is it a week late? We're a week late because of technical difficulties. Some footage got deleted. We had some shit stuff. Go I can say shit. I'm a grown ass woman. We had some shit going on. Um... <laughs> As a procrastinator, I sat down to edit this two days before it was supposed to be published and two days before it was supposed to be published, I realized that all of my video files from that recording had disappeared. I have no idea. I had them on my computer. I literally showed them to Liz and now they are gone. Disappeared into the ether. So in case you were wondering, I was bashing my head into a wall last Wednesday when we couldn't upload, but I was also out of town with none of my equipment other than like what to edit with. So we couldn't re-record then. So this is our first chance to re-record. Sorry for a week late, but welcome back. We are ready to dive in and get spicy this week with our controversial shifting opinions. We are not gonna hold back. We are gonna be blunt, we're gonna be honest. And if you do not agree, that's okay. We do not have to agree on everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine if you wanna be wrong. Christine! I'm kidding, for legal reasons. Um, so yeah, everything- Are you? For legal reasons, everything we say is just opinion. It's the right opinion, but it's an opinion nonetheless. And if you wanna be stupid and disagree with us, <laughs> kidding i'm completely joking like genuinely everything we say is just an opinion and if you disagree that's fine doesn't mean that your opinion is any lesser or that like you can't shift or whatever if you disagree with us like everybody has opinions everyone has a perspective on what shifting is and what the boundaries of shifting are and this is just our opinions just because we may not agree with some of your opinions about the topics we're going to be talking about does not mean that we need to argue about it uh both of our beliefs are based in uh, morality and um, psychology and for me and a lot of my spirituality so there's a lot of different reasons for us to form our opinions just as you have yours so let's not get too heated about this because I've been cancelled for numerous of these topics because I don't have a popular opinion on it so and I agree with C so this is this is gonna be my cancellation I'm, I'm entering into the world of being cancelled on TikTok it's never happened to me before yes uh, Christine's been waiting for this one turn it up <laughs> but before we jump into that, let's start with our follower question of the week. This week our question comes from TikTok user Heather.Hufflepuff who asks, Can you talk about being neurodivergent and trying to shift? I have ADHD slash autism and feel like it affects me in my shifting journey. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you for that question. I like that question. And as a fellow neurodivergent, I'd love to talk about it. I am autistic and I have ADHD and I've also shifted. So... Let's talk about it. Once again, I'm just one autistic person. I don't speak for all autistic people. This is just personally what's worked for me and maybe some things you could try if you haven't tried them yet. Number one thing, be patient with yourself. Give yourself grace, give yourself time. For me, still every time I like try to shift, it takes me a long time. I don't shift in 10, 20 minutes. It takes me like an hour. I do like meditation and I listen to subliminals and I do my affirmations and I think about my DR. And it takes me a long time because as a neurodivergent person, you'll know it takes a long time to relax. It takes a long time to wind down. And as for the actual relaxing process, you need to find out what works for you. Find meditations. Don't be afraid to try a bunch of different ones. 
And one thing that really, really helps me personally is 8D music. That's music that's kind of edited to go around your head in your headphones. And it helps me focus with my ADHD, especially because it keeps my attention. Like I can't really zone out with it because it's continuously going around different parts of my head. And I found that really helps. So yeah, try 8D music, find what works for you. Give yourself grace and patience. And just because you're neurodivergent, it doesn't mean you can't shift. I am living proof of that. I know many people who are neurodivergent and who are trying to shift or who have shifted. So sure, it can make some things easier. It can make some things more difficult, especially when it comes to focusing, but it by no means will it prevent you from shifting. We talk about this often, but we firmly believe that anyone can shift. Now as to whether or not everyone should depends person to person. But anyone can. Yeah, anyone theoretically has the ability to shift and your neurodivergency does not take anything away from that ability. Sure, it may put up certain barriers. For me, definitely focusing is a hard thing. Like I said, it takes me like over an hour to shift every time I try to. But again, if you want it badly enough and if you're willing to continue trying and trying different things, then, you know, there's no reason why you can't shift. Also, just in this similar conversation, I get a lot of questions about intrusive thoughts during shifting or how people struggle to focus and their mind wanders while they're doing a method. Um, one of the best things I would recommend is whenever you find your mind wandering, whenever you've realized that you've wandered away from your method, whatever it is that you were doing, go ahead, be compassionate with yourself. It's okay that your mind wandered. This is what our brains do. You can visualize if you're a visual person personally i think of like sending said thing off like a paper airplane and just with love not now sending it out of my brain and refocusing in that moment and making it a moment of compassion and not frustration that i drifted away from my thought process yeah exactly and again it comes back to giving yourself grace you can shift at any time time is literally a construct whether you shift now or next year or next week or in five years or in five weeks or whatever the main thing is you will shift eventually so don't be so strung up on when you're gonna shift and how long it takes. Just accept that you will shift and do whatever you need to do to make that process comfortable for you. And our question to you guys this week is, what are your most controversial shifting opinions? We're gonna talk about ours, we wanna hear yours. Yep, the spicier the better, and you can leave that in the comments on YouTube, in the Q&A, on Spotify, or on any of our social media channels. We're on TikTok, we're on Instagram. DM us, leave us comments. We want to hear all about it. And you have a chance to be featured on our show next week. Well, actually two weeks from now because next week's is already filmed. So the first thing we're going to talk about today are clones. I'm sure you've heard about it on TikTok. You've heard a million different opinions. Today we want to share ours. See, what do you think on clones? Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, this is a quite spicy topic for me because I got dragged all over TikTok for this one absolutely dragged, not only all over TikTok, but then I got dragged over on Reddit. And I don't know anyone on Amino, but I'm sure they were talking about it on Amino because I was literally specified on Reddit. You know you made it big when every shifting community is dragging you. Clones is a really bad term for what it's describing. What they're actually describing in clone theory is the idea that when you are in your DR, that your body here in your CR is not vacant, but an extension of your own consciousness remains so that you may still function here. So this is where you hear of people shifting for long periods of time and coming back and it having been a week past in this reality or so they claim. 
Um, so this is my favorite way to think about consciousness in the clone theory type of way is think of consciousness as a vast oneness that expands through all these different realities. And imagine for this reality, your consciousness is in a certain control booth, but to go to this other reality, you'll be shifting your awareness and you'll be sitting in this other control booth. It doesn't mean all these other control booths are offline just because whoever was working in this control booth has moved over to this control booth. All of these consciousness is still going on. It's all one, it's all connected. You through all of the timeline. So you are simply shifting your awareness here, but this control room is still functioning and operating. So in, in theory, you're still just living here as you normally would and, you, and your clone is just you and would behave just as you do so well my personal opinion that in order to shift you are putting your body into a deep meditative state so that your subconscious can either extend to its far-reaching corners if you like the consciousness theory or physically transport itself to another reality if you believe in the multiverse theory um, and while your body is in this deep meditative state, I don't personally believe that it's possible for it to get up and do shit. Because from everything we know about these deep meditative states, we've seen reports of people staying in these states for days and not moving, not even getting up to eat. They're just in these very, very deep internal meditative deeply focused states where their subconscious mind is thriving like they are in in a, in, in a different world and we we've seen this in reports of monks and stuff like that which i'm not too educated on but we have seen reports i lost my train of thought yeah we have seen reports of that kind of thing happening when monks do their long meditations and i think shifting is definitely something similar because you do have to get yourself into that very 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 deep meditative state in order to for your subconscious to travel either to a physical other reality or to just expand depending on which on which theory you believe in and yeah i just i just don't think that there is any evidence right now that we can be moving around and living and just like doing normal day-to-day -day things when we're in these deep meditative states and i know there's going to be some people who are like but wait you don't have to meditate to shift but take a step back and look at the methods that you're using almost every method in shifting is either a meditation method or a self-hypnosis method. They use aspects of both, and that is how you get into these shifting states. Even with the intention method with people who don't do a method to go to sleep, if you shift, like I do, I shift via this method. It's simply because you have fallen into that deeply relaxed state where your consciousness is able to expand in this way, whether that's to another reality or within your own mind, that's up to you. But it is when you are in a deeply relaxed state. This is why subliminals have what's called theta waves in it. And theta waves increase in music. Theta waves in music help increase the theta waves in your brain. And when theta waves in your brain are increased, this is what causes otherworldly experiences. We have these in studies with hallucinogenics, how when people take hallucinogenics, they're fully awake, but it suppress the drug itself suppresses alpha and beta waves in the brain and increases theta and delta waves. These are the same kind of brain waves that we have when we are in REM sleep, when we are dreaming. 
Now, this is not to say that shifting is dreaming, but there may be similar functions going on in the brain that would read on a brain scan in similar ways. As I said, when people hallucinate and they're on hallucinogens, suppression of alpha and beta wave, increase of delta and theta waves, this is what creates hallucinations. And they studied this with, with DMT, ayahuasca, ketamine, shrooms. None of these hallucinogens are going to make you shift. Let me clarify that. You're not going to have a shifting experience by hallucinating. But there are similar functions in the brain when the theta waves increase and that's creating the otherworldly experience and the things that we do to open our minds for methods, meditations, etc. have theta waves as well. We have some correlation here that we can look to. Yeah, and I mean, again, we're not like correlating meditation or dreaming or hallucinating with shifting. We're just comparing the processes that go on in the brain to hopefully try and understand, like to, ho to hopefully try and explain in a clear way what we believe actually happens to your brain and to your body when you're shifting. And again, your body isn't just lying there as an empty shell either. Like that that's not a thing that happens. Your subconscious, your consciousness is still there. It is honestly, it's just expanding, which is what we personally believe that you're not lying there as an empty shell. You are lying there in a very, very deep meditative or what's the other word I'm looking for? Relaxed. It doesn't matter. Anyway, you're just lying there in this very deep meditative state. Some people call it the void state, whatever you want to call it. And that is what is going to enable your consciousness to open up and expand. You're not an empty shell. You're not hallucinating. You're not dreaming. Your consciousness is literally just expanding through this practice of deep meditation. When they do brain scans on what is happening with shifting, I am very confident in saying it will show a decrease in alpha and beta waves and an increase in theta and delta waves, especially the theta waves, as this is what causes otherworldly experiences. This can be to ex this can explain shifting. So um, obviously, we don't have the actual science to say X Y Z about shifting because there aren't studies done about it. And we'll get into this in another episode. But the CIA documents are not about shifting. I'm sorry if you were told that they were. They're not. There's some things we can look to in those documents that offer us hope about shifting, but none of them actually refer to shifting. They're closer to outer body experiences and astral projection, not reality shifting. As we were saying with the with the brain scans thing, I still, I mean, this is my personal belief. I genuinely, I genuinely believe at the end of the day that shifting is going to be proven to be some sort of neuroscience, maybe with some um, physics tied in there as well. And I mean, physics and neuroscience are like quite tight anyway because anyways let's not talk about the physical nature of reality right now <laughs> but you know we have, a, we have a whole other episode for that but yeah i genuinely think it's going to be some sort of neuroscientific breakthrough at some point my personal belief isn't one rooted in much spirituality it is quite rooted in science and again if you believe differently that's absolutely fine but in my personal belief, it is going to be a neuroscientific breakthrough and eventually we will have those brain scans. And I think, yeah, we'll be able to refer back to this episode and I, I think we'll be pretty right. Yeah, I think, I think we have at least a, a good guesstimate here, a good hypothesis. Um, I will share reasons that I doubt the clone theory personally. Um, first reason being I have tested this numerous times. I have done about four different tests of trying to make this clone thing work and none of my tests worked um there is this thing when i'm in my dr where it's a it's a gut-like feeling it's that very strong intuition where you just know something and you're just like deeply called to do something and you just know it's that kind of feeling of i need to go back 
I need to come back. Like, I just know when I need to shift back here. Like, whether it be that my dog is up and moving around and needs me to take her out or whatever, my alarm's going off, whatever it may be, I know, right? So, I have done experiments where I ignore that intuition, where I just keep on going and I keep on going. And then I've reached a point where I, you know, <laughs> I reached a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to shift back and see. And I came back and I had not moved from where I had shifted. And it was just a few minutes past my alarm time. Um, so it, 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 and if you like ignore your alarm long enough, it will snooze itself. So it was on its own snooze time at this point. So that was one of the experiences. I did a, a three others where I did waiting rooms with different time ratios, like one day in that waiting room was two days here. Um, one, two days in the waiting room is like a week here or, and, or even just like a couple hours, right? So I did all these different kinds of tests, testing time ratios to see if I could get any sign of anything. And I did it. None of them worked. Every time I shifted back, they, I, was, I was in my bed. Nothing that was like, oh, I have gotten up and moved about and done things in my house today. So that's reason number one, personal experience. Reason number two, inconsistencies in people talking about their experiences with clones. Because there are three things that I've heard that are all different about each other and it makes me doubt about clones. There's the one where a person returns from their DR um, claims that they're, say, say that they, they come back from their DR and they're at school. They, they obviously shifted at home, they are now at school. They come back and, and they say that, oh, I have all the memories of what my clone did while I was in my DR. So they remember what was going on in their CR based on like they get all the memories of their clone and that was happening while they were in their DR, so they know that. The second thing is people will claim, oh, I don't have all the memories, I just have big event memories of certain things that happened while I was there, but not a lot. I don't remember a lot of what happened in my CR while I was in my DR. Third thing, people who come back and say, oh, I woke up at school and I don't know how I got here. They have no memories of what their clone did, nothing like that. These three inconsistencies make it difficult to buy into clone theory because the memory, I'm gonna be honest, Two of these sound like dissociation, and I don't say that as a diagnosis, I say this as a place of concern. We need to have a conversation in this community about mental illness, because every time it's brought up, people are getting so mad that mental illness is being brought into shifting, but let's be objective here. Most people who are in the shifting community are dealing with some sort of something mentally. This is just true. We're all 50 shades of fucked up. This is just true. This is just objective fact. Majority of people in this community are dealing with some kind of something mentally. Now, we say this a lot, we'll keep saying it. Shifting doesn't cause mental illness, but shifting can exacerbate existing issues. And a lot of things in this community, there are plenty of times that people are straight up describing dissociation. And they're like, yes, you're close to shifting, or yes, you shifted, but like, there are concerning things, and we need to be able to have these conversations without attacking people for bringing up valid concerns. Calling shifting psychosis, that's a problem. Voicing valid concerns about dissociation in a community that's prone to it, 
valid. Yeah, pop off, I agree. <laughs> Sorry, I get so heated about this. Nah, you are completely, completely right. I, that was perfect, I have nothing to add. We need to be able to have honest conversations as a community about these concerns without immediately attacking people for bringing up valid concerns. We've already gone over the psychosis thing, so that thing's done and worn out, and that is where people get triggered, but that has fallen over into every other form of mental illness, and it's like, we are diagnosing people, you're doing X, Y, Z, but bringing up valid concerns when people are clearly showing these things in the stories that they're describing, it's entirely out of a place of caution and care for people in this community. Definitely. And just dismissing it as being like, oh my god, you're being so discouraging. You're discouraging me. I'm not going to shift now because you're discouraging me. Like, no, I'm genuinely concerned about you because you are describing what could be, I don't know, I'm not a psychologist, what could be a dissociative episode. I will be completely transparent. I've said it on this show before. I'll say it again. I struggle with dissociative episodes. When I get into deeply triggered states and I have active trauma happening around me, I dissociate. And when I dissociate, I black out. There was a day here where I was completely blacked out for eight hours in a dissociative episode and no one knew because I was acting normal. I was driving. I was driving. And I was not shifting. I was just gone. I like When I tell you I was just in the void somewhere, I was just gone. It was just like, complete blackout dissociative episode, but I was fine. I was normal. So as someone who's experienced dissociation and shifts, I have some credibility in my concerns. I agree. <laughs> I don't even have anything to add. That was just perfect. Like pop off. Yes. Yeah. So like that's, that's the whole thing about clones. Like we have our, our reasons in, in science and in the, my personal experience in shifting and the inconsistencies across what a clone experience actually is. So there's plenty of reasons to doubt. And, and as neither of us have had personal experiences with it, but we shift, we're entitled not to believe in it. And we don't have to believe in it to make our shifting valid. The clone theory only really works under the multiverse theory. Yeah, that is true. So if you get really pissed about people not believing in clones, Maybe take a step back and ask why you're mad about it because nine out of ten times people are mad when I say that I don't believe in clones because I'm crushing their fantasy of leaving this reality and escaping all their responsibilities. Sounds like you probably shouldn't be shifting if that's your mindset, to be honest. Bingo. Um, how about we move to the next one before we get ourselves too cancelled? So we've been through clones. Now, this thing always gets me a little bit irritated. Um, let's talk about perma-shifting. What's perma-shifting? Dun dun dun! <laughs> Every time this gets brought up, I get so irritated. And if, if it's not evident in the name itself, perma-shifting is the act of going to your desired reality permanently. Like, forever. It is an act of severing ties. Like, people always say, well, you can shift back to your CR if you wanted to. But when people are talking about perma-shifting, they're like, I'm gonna go live in this DR for that entire lifetime, and I'm gonna die there. That is what most people are talking about with perma-shifting. If you're like, oh, well, you can just come back, you can go for a few years and then come back, you're not talking about perma-shifting, you're just talking about long-term shifting. Which is still a bad idea, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into perma-shifting, you wanna talk about the long-term shifting? I just think you can't do something like that without it being rooted in escapism. And I think you, you 
I mean, okay, this is, this is just my personal opinion. It's the right opinion, but it's just my opinion. If you shift for one, two, three years at a time, you're not going to be able to come back and just be Gucci. You're going to be fucked in the head, man. Like, imagine being gone for three years and just waking up and be like, oh, guess I'll just go about my day. I wouldn't remember what had happened the day before I shifted. Like, I, I shifted last night. It was a moment. And even when I woke up this morning, I was like, oh damn like you know that when you wake up from your shift it's like oh i need to actually remember what happened yesterday because it was like three weeks ago even though it was just yesterday you know it, it takes you a minute it doesn't take me long now like i'm kind of used to it but it still takes me a minute if i'd shifted for three years that would be insane <laughs> like i wouldn't even remember who i was that's listen 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 if you tell me that you've shifted for three years I just don't believe you. In one shift? <laughs> yeah, in one shift. In one shift, let me clarify. I just don't believe you. If you're gonna come on TikTok and be like, oh yeah, I shifted for three years. Like, no, you didn't. Anyways, see, do you want to go before I... <laughs> um, I'll just add to that. Um, I've shifted for like four and a half months one time. And I genuinely... I don't have words to describe how out of it I was the next day like I was scanning through my brain trying to detangle like my memory memories here from my like DR self and trying to remember like what's here what's there just the the disorienting nature of shifting for long periods of time man like it took me three whole days to fully recover from that four and a half month shift I mean granted it was wild that was when I got chosen for the triwizard and I just was anyways we're not gonna go into that um perma shifting Go. <laughs> Again, so when you're perma-shifting, uh, listen, I think you kind of have to believe in the clone theory to perma-shift almost. Because if you're perma-shifting... No, no, not even almost, definitely. Well, I mean, some people could be like, oh, I'm perma-shifting for 80 years, but it's it's five seconds in my CR. Uh, but that's a whole other thing. But most people, when they talk about perma-shifting, they say like, a year here is a year there. So if you believe in perma-shifting, you have to believe in the clone theory. And we've already established that we don't believe in the clone theory. So I personally don't believe that perma-shifting could work. I don't think it's possible. I just, I just don't think it's possible. First of all, it's the most high, it is the highest form of escapism that I could possibly think of. Well, well, there's one, there's one more, but we'll, well, there's one, <laughs> well, there's one more, but we'll get to that. <laughs> We'll get to that. Um, it is one of the highest forms of escapism that I can possibly think of. And we've already discussed that we believe it's very, very difficult to shift with like a very unhealthy escapist mindset. So if you're shifting with the mindset of literally leaving this reality forever, I just don't think it's going to be possible whether you believe it's rooted in science and, and meditation or spirituality or religion or whatever you believe in. I just don't think having such an unhealthy mindset is very conducive to being able to shift. And that's just my right opinion. I love how every time I sit the my opinion is my right opinion. Um, but... What can I say? I'm a Capricorn. And a Slytherin. The woman was too stunned to speak. Listen, no, it's fine. It's fine. Anyways, what do you think about perma-shifting? <laughs> Yeah, so like, obviously, as we said, I personally believe clone theory would have to work for perma-shifting to work. So by the f 
by default, I don't necessarily even know if perma shifting would be possible. I'm never going to flat out say it's impossible. I would never say that on my channel, but I will say I have my doubts and it's not something that I will ever promote on my channel because as Christine also said, I believe that perma shifting is one of the highest forms of escapism and it's not a healthy mindset. Also, my belief in this is rooted in my own spirituality and in my spirituality, in my view of spirituality, I believe in karma. I believe we are born into this reality for a reason and I think perma shifting promotes trying to escape your karmic lessons and the truth is is you can't escape your karmic lessons because the universe is everywhere and even if you run to another reality every hardship that you were supposed to face here will be faced there in whatever context is necessary to make you who you're supposed to be so that's just my my spiritual belief on this and i was this is another thing that i was canceled for and burned at the stake for on shift talk because i wouldn't promote or support perma shifting and i was called racist i was called racist for refusing to promote or support perma shifting because by tiktok miners mindset if I don't support perma-shifting, that means I support people having to deal with racism in this reality. Apparently! I... What the fuck? That doesn't even almost make sense. Some people are really, like, head-empty, man. Like, I can't- like, where do they draw these anyways? <laughs> and it's like, here's the thing! If you want to perma-shift, go fucking do it! No one's going to know, because if, if perma-shifting is possible, then clones are possible, that means your clone is going to be here acting like you, because it is you, and saying how badly they want to perma-shift. So for the rest of your life, I'll, we'll be hearing on the internet about how badly you want to perma-shift, because no one will know if you fucking have! So if you want to do it, go do it, but stop bitching and moaning all over the internet and telling people that they need to promote it so that people are educated about how to do it safely. No, if you promote perma-shifting to minors, I have a fucking issue. I have a fucking issue with it. Minors are young, impressionable, and they go through some really fucking hard shit in those years. Of course they are looking for escapism, and you're telling them that they can escape to a perfect world that they already put on a pedestal. That is dangerous, and that is wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And again, not to be condescending, but we have, we've been through our teenage years, we know what that's like. Had perma-shifting been introduced to me as an option when I was 14, 15, 16, I might have fallen for it because honestly being a teenager is fucking rough it sucks you deal with so much shit and it's like it's simultaneously the best and worst time in your life i think and to be given a way out especially if there are external circumstances that give you even more trauma than like the normal teenage experience of course some kids are going to cling to that and if you are promoting that especially as an adult if you're promoting perma shifting on your platform to an audience that you know are predominantly made up of minors. And don't lie, you if you are on TikTok and you're an adult, you know that maybe not the majority, but a huge chunk of your audience are minors. So if you're promoting that shit on there, that's irresponsible and you should not be allowed to have a platform. And I know a lot of people are gonna get mad about this, but like- Stay mad. Anyway. Honestly. Like, objectively, we are not wrong here. Like, you're entitled to your belief, it's your platform, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But objectively, we are not wrong. It is unhealthy and psychologically proven through numerous studies that teenagers who engage in escapism, whether that be drugs, alcohol, running away, 
reading and other things has long-term effects on the psyche. It may not be as like over the top of like, oh, they're they're homeless and a drug addict now because of what they did. No, it doesn't have to be that, but it can be the fact that they're highly anxious and can't go to the fucking grocery store at 24 years old. Oh, some projection there maybe. Yeah, so as an escapist child who was, listen, trigger warning, trigger warning, slip and slide. I was slip and slidle at that age. Slip and slidle. I was. <laughs> but I was. I was constantly on, like, my family was constantly monitoring me because they were so afraid of what I would do to myself because of how bad my mental health was at that state of time. I know a lot of you are in that same place. And if I had had shifting, first of all, just pause. If I had had shifting when I was in that mental state, dangerous oh game over game over if i discovered shifting when i was a teenager fucking honestly i'd still be in my dr with one direction being sold off to harry styles <laughs> no honestly though sorry we're talking about something really serious but that would have been my first dr like if if i'd been consciously aware that i was able to shift when i was a teenager i would have had my like oh my god my mom had to sell me off to harry styles to pay for her drugs that would have been my dr no, nah, I would have I would have been prime minister of Republic City at that time. Like I would have been in Avatar the Last Airbender, like Legend of Korra. Uh that's where I would have been if I had had it at that point in time of my life. That was my obsession since I was 9, like ATLA and Harry Potter. Anyways, point is, it would have been donezo for me if I at that age with that mental state had discovered shifting. Just shifting. Now put perma shifting into the mix. The, the someone would have told me, "Hey, you can go to Hogwarts and live in the Wizarding World for the rest of your life, and you don't have to worry about this bullshit you're going through here." Deuces! I would have been gone. I would have been gone. I would have been obsessing. I would have been trying to perma shift every day. It would have been extremely unhealthy, and I would be even more fucked up person than I am. And then honestly, not being able to perma shift would have exacerbated my already existing mental health issues. And I probably would have actually fucking jumped in traffic, not just threatened to. No, I, I probably like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm not even like, the way that I was so close to that at that age with that mental health, without all of these things that I want so bad, if I had been hyper-focusing on trying to get to another reality, I totally would have been more inclined to do it. Yeah, oh, for sure. Absolutely. And again, that's not to say the teenagers cannot shift. We don't know everybody's mindset. I know teenagers have shifted and they do it very healthily. That's just to say, be mindful of your mindset, especially if you're younger. I think being aware of your youth, sound like a fucking grandma, being aware of your youth and the time of your life you're in and finding a way to shift healthily, that is the most mature and commendable mindset. And I, yeah, I commend young people <laughs> who shift like that. I think it's awesome. Yeah, there's plenty of young people who are like, oh, I want to shift to broaden my horizons because, yeah, I'm grateful for my life here, even though it sucks. But I also want to get my life experience as an Avenger or, or whatever it is that they want to do. And like, that's great. Shifting is supposed to broaden your horizons, give you all the experiences so that you can live a thousand different lives without forgetting this one 
And, and as I believe, you're born into this one for a reason. The things that you are meant to do here are important. You, you, you have a purpose in this reality in my spiritual belief. So purpose shifting just completely negates that and I cannot support or promote it. For our final controversial shifting opinion, we're going to be talking about respawning. We sure are gonna talk about that. <laughs> are we? Yes, we are, we are. We're actually gonna bite the bullet and talk about this because normally, normally this is something I stay away from, but considering the other two topics tonight, this is something that tends to go hand in hand with these conversations. So let's just do it. Can you explain what respawning is? So perma-shifting is simply going into your DR forever. Respawning is going to your DR forever, but killing yourself here in order to do so. Yes, it is literally the idea of formally severing the connection with this reality by offing yourself with the intention to shift to your DR in your death. I feel as though now that you've heard the definition, perhaps we do not need to say another thing about why this is wrong. Is this even controversial? This is a sentence I never thought I would have to say to a group of like people with brains, presumably. If you kill yourself, you will die. And when you die, no matter what you believe in, you will be gone from this current reality forever. And you will not just yeet into, into a fun DR. You will either just be dead or go to heaven or hell or whatever it is you believe in. You're not going to just be able to yeet to Hogwarts when you die. Like, do we need to explain why that's just not a thing? And I mean, like, sure, we don't know what happens in death. So we can't for sure say that you can't like, that in death you can't shift to your DR. But because we don't know what happens when you die, this is not a risk to take. This is not a risk to take on the like very sliver of an off chance that like, yeah, I'm setting my intention to go live at Hogwarts. I'm going to kill myself and it's going to work. I just, the chances are way too high to do this. Literally, someone was like, oh yeah, like respawning is proven to be safe. What? By whom? What? <laughs> if someone had respawned, you would be at their funeral or reading their obituary. I mean, yeah, I don't even know why. I never thought I'd have to come on a podcast and say that killing yourself is bad. And anyone who is going to come into our comics and be like, that's not what respawning is, I'm sorry you are incorrect. If you have heard another definition that is not that fantastic, but that is not what was predominantly promoted to Shift Talk, Reddit, Amino. There was a period of time in especially early Shift Talk where they talked about respawning and this is exactly how it was said. I was there, I saw all the videos on it, I saw posts about it on Reddits. This is the mainstream definition. If you have a different one, I'm sorry, this, that, this does not apply here. We're talking about the actual mainstream definition here. Yeah, and once again, if you are promoting this to listen if you're on tiktok you are being willfully ignorant if you don't know if you claim you don't know that minors are watching you you can put r18 in your bio you can say that you don't want minors to interact they don't fucking listen 
I wouldn't have listened when I was 15. I would have been like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to watch this anyway because I'm mature for my age or whatever. You know that minors are watching you. So why would you promote this? Again, as we just discussed, often these people are at the most fragile, difficult point in their lives. And some of them are already having active suicidal ideation. So why would you put it into their heads that killing yourself can somehow be this like beautiful, glamorous way out? That is insane. It's absolutely insane. Yes, and this is just, this shouldn't be a controversial opinion, but because this is a mainstream definition and this is something I've been getting in my comment section a lot more recently, we figured it was better for us to go ahead and bite the bullet and just say flat out, do not ever promote respawning, support respawning, or tell anyone that respawning is a good idea. It's fucking not. I don't care about you. Like, honestly, this is one of those where I do not care about your opinion about respawning. I, I'm sorry, I, uh, like, I'm usually like, oh, you're entitled to your opinion. This time you're not. This time you are not. Because you are in a community of young, impressionable people who love a golden ticket. You have to be mindful about what is being said. And this is one of those things I will fucking argue tooth and nail over. This is dangerous to promote at all. And honestly, it's that black and white. It really just is. I feel like there's not much more we can even say about this because it is just that black and white. Don't kill yourself. There's a lot of things, especially in the shifting community, where people fail to see nuance, they fail to see gray area, and it's fucking annoying because this is where we get our annoying ass keyboard warriors who will cancel every creator over every little fucking thing instead of focusing on big issues. Failure to see nuance is a problem, but there is objective truth here and objectively there is not a gray area. This is bad fucking shit. Do not promote this. I will not budge on this topic. Neither will Christine. This is one of those that you can fight us and we do not care. Unfollow us, block us, I do not care. If I see anybody promoting respawning or any, even perma-shifting, like I'm, I'm kind of a lot more black and white with that too. If I see anybody, advocating for perma shifting or respawning or any of that dumb shit in my comments i'm probably gonna block you because you're dumb and i just don't care to engage with that fuckery yeah i mean i try to be a bit more open but when anyone asks me on my page about perma shifting i say i won't talk about this and i do not support it and people have issues with it but like again i i don't care these are my personal opinions, which are rooted in both science, psychology, and spirituality. I'm not, I'm, what you say will not affect my opinion. So do not try to come have a conversation with me about it. It's not gonna happen. So that's been our most controversial shifting opinions. I think we should stop before we actually get canceled. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and hopefully you still like us after this. Yes, we're hoping that you still at least tolerate us and will come back to watch us next week. Um, just a reminder, our question to you this week is, what is your most controversial shifting opinion? The spicier the better. We read all of your comments and we love them. And if you have an interesting comment, you could be featured in not our next episode, but the episode after that, because the next episode is already pre-filmed. Yay! <laughs> but, um, 
Thank you guys so much for bearing with us on our technical difficulties last week. We apologize for the delay, but we hope this episode made up for it. Um, we have so much fun doing these and we are so glad that you guys are hyping us up on this. I don't know why you are, but we're loving it. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course we know. We're great. Slytherin. Chill. <laughs> So thank you so much for listening. We're going to see you next week. Um, from one Ravenclaw to hopefully some more. Thank you for watching. Christine is a Slytherin. So from one Gryffindor to the rest of y'all, see you next week. Have a great night. Go shift. <laughs>